Pickaxe. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, I am Simon Byron. And this is a radio show broadly about video games. Okay. And it has been that for 12-ish years. Yep. And so that's basically our plan is to sit here and talk. I, I, I'm, I'm glad that we, uh, that we finally landed on a plan because... Uh, <laughs> Ten minutes ago, I was I was a little worried, but that sounds foolproof. Frankly, we've got no Anne. We don't have Where, a scants this week. Where is she? She is in New York. She is in New York. She's a uh, she's launching a book, isn't she, or something? As something I understand like that. Well, it. I like to think of it as you know, Comic Con. She writes the news, and now she's over there spreading it. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, she's at Comic Con. Have you ever been to Comic Con? I've never been to any Comic Con, uh, which makes me a little sad, actually. I think it would be good fun, although you, you wouldn't catch me dressing up. <laughs> you wouldn't catch me, Steve. That's not to say no, I wouldn't do well, it. You wouldn't be able to tell if you were in That's true. Full, full bane. Uh, so I'm a little envious of that. We've got no guest. We did advertise, didn't we? We did. I mean, um, in our sort of advertising we, way. We came a little close. Uh, really? George Perkins from off of uh, Super Rare Games. Um, oh, GP. He was trying to get uh, the guys that made Sable to uh, come on, but uh, that uh, fell through. Uh, I learned a fact about George this morning. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. A genuine fact. Uh, that he's got a tattoo. <gasps> he's, uh, Whereabouts? He's on his arm. Okay. Uh, stroke uh, in Portugal, which is where I was... Uh, well, I believe he got it done. Wait. Um, okay. I thought... I thought... He thought that was a body part. I, well, no, I thought in the vein of Perspex of, okay. a, of a couple of weeks past, yeah. I thought it turned out that Portugal was an abbreviation for the arm. Not an abbreviation uh, uh, the way the young people might talk. Oh, yeah, where'd you get your tattoo? On me old ports. <laughs> 
No, sadly not. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so um, he, he's uh, George from Super Rare Games. He's got SRG tattooed on him. So he's got the company that he represents, literally wow. inked on him, which, I, you know, that shows dedication, doesn't it? Or it shows commitment to those letters. So, you know, well, should he move companies? Well, no, it's good. You know, it shows that, that he's really living the job. I, I was grateful that that sort of thing didn't happen when I was younger, because otherwise I'd have Argos written on my chest <laughs> somewhere. Uh, but yeah, good on him. So yeah, he was uh, he was helping us find a guest, but that didn't come through for this week. But uh, let's, that's not to say that it never will. I just took down mics three and four because I realised we don't. It's just us. We don't need them. But we could call a lawyer. We could do. Uh, we got permission to do that. Yes, week. he said nice that's fine. Call. He was good, wasn't he? He was very good. It's very good. Uh, we could call Charles Cecil. <laughs> Which is always our fallback, <laughs> literally for a decade. Well, we, or we could just muddle through it ourselves. How's your week been, Steve? It has been okay. I've been back at university lecturing, teaching uh, teaching the next generation of Miyamoto's how to how to do levels, okay. how to do games and that sort of thing. And they're really good. They get smarter every year. Is this, uh, so this is the f- second week of the course, is it? It is. The first week they do a game jam, generally. Okay. They get together and they learn to... Um, they learn how hard making games is, and also it's, to. And is that is that the, do you set the topic for that? I do. Well, I did this year, which what, what was it? We chose uh, to do opposites. So we gave them all each of the eight teams. We gave a golden age video game like Frogger, and then they were told they had to make the opposite of it. Okay. So you know what we do? You could reverse the word Frogger, right. which would be. Or you could, you know, you could take the opposite. You could, uh, you could be one of the cars trying to run over frogs, or you could, I don't know, you could, you could do whatever you want, really. And that's the that's what I think is good about a good game jam topic is it gives you a little bit of a framework, but essentially you can interpret it how you want. And the games were fantastic. Okay, did brilliantly well. And yeah, then it's been on to on to the last uh, last week has been actual teaching. Uh, but I've adopted a new strategy this year. Go on. Which is to tell them, straight off the bat, yep. say, I'm bad at this. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Low expectations. Okay. I'm bad at this, yep. but by the end of the course, it doesn't matter, because you'll be better than me. Right. Yeah. Excellent. So that's your target, be better than me. And to be honest, again, low bar. <laughs> so, Sign me up. Yes. Uh, well... Uh, unfortunately, Simon, admissions have closed. But if you want to go for an interview with me, uh, let me know. Is that the admissions process? <laughs> Is it? Yeah, you know, I know a guy. Uh, did you see that really annoying quiz that they do um, at Oxford or Cambridge? I did not see that quiz. Uh, well, it takes four hours and um, uh, like the, the questions are, uh, would you prefer to be a vampire or a zombie? What? Is ignorance bliss? What? Say, I don't know, but I'm very happy. (laughs) But yeah, uh, so okay, well, it's good to hear that you're not doing that. Right, how are we going to fill the show, Steve? We have no Anne and therefore no news. Well, we're going to improvise. I thought that's what you were scribbling. I was, well, yeah, I've I've got five. um, Well, that's all right. Five stories. Okay, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to five headlines. We're going to go through the headlines. Okay. We'll we'll imagine how Anne would have interpreted the headline. And then we'll chat about them. Okay. And then we'll see what happens. Okay. Good? All right, let's go. Without. 
It's 7.06 on Monday the 8th of October. I'm not Anne Scanterbury and here is not the news. Microsoft has announced game streaming service Project xCloud, uh, a major new game streaming service designed to bring console-quality gaming to devices such as smartphones. The idea is similar to other game streaming ventures, data centers packed with Xbox hardware which then remotely streams the games to your device. But of course, such an idea comes with such an idea comes a need to solve issues such as latency and visual fidelity, which is where Microsoft's Azure cloud technology comes in. Uh, so this is interesting, Steve, isn't it? Did you see uh, well, this? Did you see this announcement? Do you know what? Uh, I think it's interesting in terms of the structure of video gaming on its own. It's not super interesting, is it? Because there's already cloud services out there, or at least we know there's several about to launch. Well, uh, Google announced Pro- Project Stream last week, is what they're why calling they it. call it Project something? I think I might have misrepresented that. Actually, I'm just, okay. uh, I'm just re- I, to, to be clear, I just read that out from Eurogamer, which actually is more difficult than it sounds, <laughs> because um, there's, a, oh, there's a huge... I don't know why they do this, but there's a huge pop-up that goes up over every news story, which says, we notice you're using an ad blocker. <laughs> <laughs> it's really it's such a hassle to why read the story. do that? Yeah, really inconvenient. Um, so I was reading it direct from them. Um, so Microsoft announced today via a, a, a video, uh, Project xCloud, and Google announced last week, I think it was after the show, immediately after the show, as they missed the news then, uh, Project Stream, uh, which they're testing in America now uh, where select users can play Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I saw that. Via their Chrome enabled. No, I think it's just a Chrome uh, browser at the moment. Um, so, yeah, uh, lots of people have been speculating about streaming coming. It's here. It is here. <laughs> Bless you. Um, yeah, so uh, you are right. But it was here five, ten years ago, wasn't it, with uh, D. Perry's Deepez's yeah, and then on on live, which we were all excited about, weren't we? Mm. I threw out that recently <laughs> in the big <laughs> loft clearance. Yeah, maybe that's what two thousand and eighteen. I'm just picking them up again, <laughs> rebadging them. Um, yeah, it is interesting, isn't it? Because uh, Dave Perry's Gakai, which then became PlayStation Now, mm. uh, whereby you could play PlayStation Three games on your PlayStation Four by streaming them. Is PlayStation Now still a thing? Uh, it is. I believe they've recently enabled uh, PlayStation 4 games that you can okay. play on your PlayStation 4. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, next, they're going to do PlayStation I, 5 I, games. Right. I, so I have to preface this by saying I'm not hugely familiar with uh, PlayStation's offering. Um, mm-hmm. So that may not be the case. Uh, and I, I think they've just enabled you to download uh, titles as well. Again, I'm not, okay. I, I, I may have got that wrong. So, um, whereas they were they were pioneers and now have moved to the download model, mm. uh, Microsoft and Google are the two Going so the far direction. to announce that they're publicly doing it. Um, I, I what, well, what's interesting for me is that neither have said uh, how uh, they are going to monetize this. Mm. Um, and so there's a, there's a lot of speculation at the moment about how that could be, but we do not know for sure. So I saw another service advertising on my Facebook. Clearly, I'd been targeted. Oh, yeah. Which was for, um, which was for PCs. So to basically you rent your PC in cloud. So you this get is really... called Shadow or That's something. That's right, isn't Shadow. It? Uh, they Are you were getting up... those too? Uh, I'm not. I've seen people chatting about it on the internet and they were up at Eurogamer. Um, it's not announced yet. I, I still don't fully understand exactly what they're doing. I believe you rent a high-end pc that's yours right okay um you then uh you can play it it, it then streams that pc mm-hmm. to your browser it's so you, in the cloud though isn't it right. so it's your steam account 
on that PC, running that PC somewhere else. Okay. Is that right? I don't know. Uh, again. I was just taken aback by all of the, the picture they'd used on Facebook was of about 20 really attractive people huddled around a PC all playing it, which is PC not gaming. my... Yeah. <laughs> I mean... As we know and love it, isn't it? Yeah. So, would it, I mean... You don't. You've not been using PlayStation now. Uh, neither have I. No. Uh, why would Why would you use this? Well, uh, the video uh, that Microsoft. Well, so the, there there are two things. Uh, what Google announced was um, you were streaming the full version of Assassin's Creed Odyssey mm-hmm. uh, via your browser. So uh, it's it's skipping over the requirement to have a powerful piece of kit. Mm-hmm. Um, similar, actually, to what is happening in Japan on the Switch, where you can do a similar thing. You can stream Assassin's Creed Odyssey but only in Japan. Um, The Microsoft video was really interesting in that it showed um, uh, a smartphone uh, and uh, that was running Xbox games. And so the idea then, I believe, is that you'll be able to play them anywhere, anytime. They've specified it'll be over a 4G or 5G connection. Right. So it's all about the latency in that, uh, in the end. Then, And have you tried any of these things? Have you tried a streaming service? Uh, I have tried streaming services. Right, uh, on live. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> that worked quite well. Uh, the NVIDIA GeForce uh, one on the Shield was really good. Um, I mean, could you tell? Like, versus playing Assassin's Creed locally, right. playing it... I imagine that if we were to speak to friend of the show, Leo Tan, and uh-huh. his love of fighting games, that, yeah. you, that they would be able to tell, because it's all about drop frames and etc., etc., etc. For me, I was playing uh, on the uh, NVIDIA Shield, I was playing uh, Batman Arkham Origins, and I was playing it over terrible hotel Wi-Fi over at Nordic Game, uh-huh. uh, but it was absolutely fine. Right. Um, so, th- so, even, so it's an action game... Wait, no, it's not. It's a Telltale game, did you say? No, uh, Batman Arkham Origins. You remember the one, the Batman game that wasn't developed by Rocksteady? Right, right, right. So it, that is a, a twitchy yep. sort of yeah. action-oriented game, yep. and it didn't affect your skills at it all. And you are an average gamer. Uh, that's my. That's what I aspire <laughs> to be, Steve. Uh, yeah, so <clears throat> there is no... And that was a few years ago, so one can only imagine the, uh, the advances that have been made. So... Yeah, it's really interesting because Phil Spencer said uh, at the end of the Microsoft um, E3 uh, conference that they were looking for ways in which you would be able to to enjoy Xbox content on a range of devices. And this is the first time that they've said anything publicly. Um, So, yeah, I don't believe that they've given um, a solid time frame on it just yet, but uh, we should watch this with interest. So I was about to go to the next okay. jingle, but I do do have actually a further point, and given that we're oh. not pressed for time... Got plenty of time, Steve. Um, so if this goes the way it looks like it's going, and the service providers, in this case Microsoft and Sony, start becoming software providers similar to Netflix or like content providers, um, does that mean we're going to see Xbox games on the Switch? Well, um, potentially, yes, I guess you could. I mean, there would be no reason why you couldn't. Right. And why would they why would they stay in the hardware business if if their profit is in is in software publishing? And this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to say, don't use our hardware anymore. Well, the implication, I believe, is that the hardware will be there for those that really want it. Right. Um, But but if you don't need it, it's just Leo Tan. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. 
the next story up on Eurogamer, if you uh, click, <laughs> I'll continue. Uh, is it, um, basically, No Man's Sky has now got motorbikes. Oh. What I was trying oh. to do with these stories, Steve, was um, was just do the headline, cut out the filler, the, the actual yeah, story, course, and then skip to the joke at the end. Right. So, I mean, I didn't have a lot of time. Uh, you know, I'd, I would put myself in Anne's shoes. Did you have a joke for that? Well, yeah, and it would have been... Um, uh, Xbox phone home. So the idea that the phone would be the Xbox. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, okay. You know, I mean, jo- I'm using joke in the loosest term. Um, Structurally a joke. Yeah, right, but not funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then something, I think Anne would have ended this story by saying it was really good now. That is good. Is it? Mm. I don't know enough about No Man's Sky to uh, understand the significance of uh, two-wheel transport. So I don't either. I didn't, on my latest sort of attempt at playing No Man's Sky... Attempt is not right. Like, I, I seriously, both the times I've gone into it, I've gone in, you know, for significant numbers of hours. I think I got about 40 hours into this one, but I didn't quite reach the vehicle building part of it. Uh, but I can understand that's quite fun, you know, revving your. Yeah, over the. Mm, right. Yeah, and doing stunts okay. over creatures. Uh, I'm so glad they're keeping developing it though and keeping putting out content for it i wonder what their plan is well that's it are they just gonna add everything (laughs) right keep going until it's all in yeah i mean there must be so they 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 started from a position of uh incredible goodwill and optimism and then crash the joe danger people are making this game i can't believe it what it's rubbish (laughs) yeah right (laughs) And so all of that, all of the, the, the hype um, turned into internet anger, crazy internet anger, unjustified in our humble opinions. But then uh, to, they unbelievably managed to bring all, most of those angry internet people back on side by sinking, you know, whatever it was, 18 months worth of development and putting out the game that the internet people had expected in the first place uh, with the most recent release, which offered multiplayer. Yep. And uh, now they're pushing on from that, offering more stuff. Biting. At which point does the sort of goodwill become a sort of, sort of thing where they're like, right, everyone likes us again. Finished. Can we finish? Can we start charging for, you know, add-on packs? Can we start... Working well, presumably they are already working. Loot boxes, loot boxes. <laughs> People love that, don't they? Yeah, um, it, and it seems to be paying dividends as well. It uh, regularly pops back up at the top of the Steam global bestsellers, right. so good for them. Um, I wonder what they might be putting in next. So, so the thing that I'm seeing a lot of at the moment in London as I go mm. about my day daily business uh, are these electric scooters that commuters seem to be. Well, that's just I haven't. Haven't, is it Uber who've just said they don't believe their future is in cars? They're doing more and more scooters across the US. Well, so Segway have got uh, started making these things. And um, I was cycling to uh, the office the oh, other no. day. You're going to get one, aren't you? <laughs> you can see where this is. Uh, and a man scoots up to me next to me at the lights. <laughs> and so I, <laughs> I sort of look down at him and I go, um, is that one of those Segway uh, scooters? He said, yeah. I said, what's it like? He said, and he's older than me. Yeah. He said, uh, oh, they're brilliant. I said, oh, right. I said, yeah, I've seen that they've been doing them. I said, uh, um, how much was it? He said, 350 quid off a Polish man on eBay. 
And I said, okay. I said, uh, an official Segway scooter. For yeah, it's scooter. called the Mind Bot or something. So, okay. um, but the but whenever it, not that I've what been looking it at these, a Segway? I don't understand well, why it's made by Segway. This not doesn't auto balance. No, exactly. Like so you won't right. see that okay. you know, the hipsters around Old Street. But um, uh, whenever you, not that I've been looking at these product pages or anything like that, uh-huh. Steve. But if you did, I hear that they say <laughs> this is not. Don't use this on roads. Because it's not mm. street legal. So no. I said to the man, as he pulled up, when we were adhering <laughs> to, the, uh, to the traffic lights, I said, to, well, what happens if the police, have you been stopped by the police? He said, no, it's funny. He said, you just stand off it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Foolproof. Foolproof. Yeah, I don't want a London where everyone is using them like you use the bikes. Do you know why? Because I find... The, I find that uh, I get quite angry, like uh, at people not obeying basic, courteous traffic laws, and people who cycle on the pavements. Right, I, I completely new, agree. Well, it was okay with the uh, Sadiq cycles, <laughs> but the uh, the the new wave of them. The, uh, what are they called? I want to call them what these e-bikes or the the the, the ones that are sort of like second generation public use bikes that have just turned into litter just strewn around the streets like the mo bikes and yeah yeah yeah. yeah. so those definitely find a lot more people just you know uh riding on the on the on the on the pavement uh, at you right well yeah from nowhere and i i feel like if we're gonna end up even more sidewalk litter uh you know i don't know I, I'm sure you'll look brilliant on it. Okay. I'm sure you'll. <laughs> well, that's that's what I that's what I said to the man. I said uh, as he as he scooted off slightly faster than me. Yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah, I can see where this is going. I'll see you back in January for a scooter <laughs> race. Nintendo will launch an updated version of the Switch in 2019, according to a Wall Street Journal report. There's no firm detail on what this will entail, however. The article, brackets paywall, simply mentions a brighter, thinner screen and was one of several options. As for a release date, a broad summer to late 2019 release window is apparently on the cards. Uh, I didn't get a joke for this. Uh, the, The subhead on Eurogamer is, hmm, upgrades. Surely something about switching... Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's why Anders switch this. up. Um, yeah. it, this would be in keeping with uh, well, Nintendo's do, rhythm, it? wouldn't it? But isn't there a problem here that the hardware is kind of locked to specifications because of all of the accessories, or most pertinently the Joy-Con that yeah, you plug you still in? Upgrade it though. You can you can lose the bezel, Steve, couldn't you? Uh, whilst keeping the same form factor. But aren't the Joy-Con the Joy-Kai? same Joy properties <laughs> same? thickness as the switch so if you're saying a thinner no just around the edges you know got a big thick black board around the, around the front of your screen they, right. they could fill that out for a start okay. that would be top of my request oh. well, i mean i could just bring the switch nearer to my face to achieve the same effect right i get it but the thing said thinner screen ba, 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 ba. a brighter thinner screen yeah so if the screen was thinner then your switch would kind of have to bulge out if you use no, because you could fill it out with a bigger battery Ah, okay. Think about it, Steve. That's why they. <laughs> that's why they got the get the big bucks. Very, very clever. Okay, good. Um, the funny thing is, is that I, I, we all forget how ugly the original DS was, don't we? Mm, it was. It wasn't it. And really it, it was very quickly replaced. Do you remember that they gave us a load of free games, didn't they? Where that's we all became right. founders. And it's like, hey, you can have Bloom right. Fight or something, <laughs> uh, because or was that the 3DS? No, that was the 3DS actually, wasn't it? Well, the 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 DS 
became the DS Lite. Which yeah, but was no, I, I forget nicer. which one that they went, oh, don't worry that we just dropped it £100. Here's some games that you've... Mm. Here are some games. I'm not sure, but... Mm. Would you buy one, an updated Yes, Switch? I would. Me too. <laughs> In a hard, fact, I'm already like going on Amazon, like yeah, exactly. pre, Pre-order. pre-ordering, yeah. um, bookmark the page. I'm, yeah, I, I, I love my Switch. It's the best games console I've ever owned. Yep, and I agree. And I use it more than any games console I've used for the last decade. I keep buying my presents. I can't remember whether I've told you this. But I keep getting emails from Kickstarter things that I've backed. Oh, really? I've been buying presents for my Switch. Um, well, have and, bought, and, and again, have you bought the Bluetooth thing? Of course I have. <laughs> which means that so what I'm doing, you know, like that one time I've ever used a soldering iron was to stick uh, a light in a, in a Game Boy Advance. Right, yeah. and, and as soon as I did that, and I'd learned to cope with all the dust that I'd got behind the screen itself, then they announced the fact that they were going to put a light in the Game of Boy course. Advance. Right, so I bought the little Bluetooth so thing. So it will definitely yep. have Bluetooth. Um, Mini Dock. Uh, coloured to be like a SNES that's on its way <laughs> should be here by the end of the year with um, some uh, stretch goals uh-huh. uh, a little pop-on D-pad to go onto your, onto your left Joy-Con it'll just pop on right. pop on the buttons but it'll turn it That'll into that be a, terrible it won't it, okay. have you tried playing any of these old NES games on yeah, the, it's, yeah it's, hard. it's hard Yeah, it's hard. it won't be with the pop-on D-pad I think it'll be harder <laughs> because it'll keep popping off. Well, maybe. But yeah, uh, yeah so um, absolutely count me in. Ah, fantastic. Um, yeah, I think I'm in too. Okay. Uh, the, the one problem I have with my Switch is the battery life is slightly, slightly too weak. Well, I that's think. why you need to change your... I won't go anywhere that's more than two and a half hours away. Right. <laughs> Genuinely. Uh, we know that you're using an ad blocker. No, okay. Right. Uh, Assassin's Creed. Uh, sorry, Ancient Greeks set Assassin's Creed Odyssey has received a warm reception from fans and critics, although its launch sales are slower out of the gate compared to last year's Origins. Odyssey arrived second in this week's top 40 chart behind FIFA 19, but with 25% fewer physical sales than last year's AC entry. Um, now, uh, I thought this we should chat about this because we seem to have a reliance of pointing out chart successes or chart failures without having any idea at all about the wider world in which this operates. I've not seen um, hype for an Assassin's Creed game like this for a long time. It's definitely piqued my interest, Steve, mm-hmm. as well you know. Mm. Uh, and we'll be reviewing the game <laughs> on a subsequent show. Um But yeah, now what publishers are doing, and it's a similar thing happened with FIFA, um, where uh, its physical sales were down. And people, oh, FIFA's ruined, isn't it? They're in trouble there. Mm. But there are so many uh, pre-order incentives or deluxe edition incentives digitally that it's impossible to to estimate how well this is actually doing. So this says physical sales are down 25%. But does it say anything about, you know... uh, That's because no one knows. No one knows. So they may well be up. 26%. 26%. Exactly. Would that even out? I don't think it no, would. No, it wouldn't. Would it? <laughs> <like> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I I wonder, like, I, I don't know anything about it. I'm looking forward to playing it. But I, I the last Assassin's Creed I played was a couple of generations ago. Probably maybe Black few, Flag or something it? like that, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I enjoyed it to a point and then you know I played it for 30 hours or something and then I was I was out I was, I was done and I've not felt the need to go back to a game like that because there are so many of these types of third person walk around do loads of stuff go through some missions as a plot as well um, 
that I'm like, okay, well, why would I go for another Assassin's Creed game over something completely new like Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, which exists for me in the same genre, an epic game that I have to sink, sink 60 hours into. Uh, and I only get to play maybe two of those a year just because of time. So I, I, I don't know. I, you know, maybe this sort of cycle and the hype has, uh, the hype is back for this, comes down a bit to that, not just the quality of it. Well, they made some uh, progress with Assassin's Creed Origins, didn't they, where they set it in Egypt, uh, but then they put that tourist mode in, which I thought right, was a very yeah, smart yeah. thing to do. Um, I, I've not played uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, I would tell you a story which would involve uh, what my 10-year-old boy said when he saw the opening cutscene, um, but I wouldn't do that because he's not 18, <laughs> and, that didn't, and that definitely didn't happen. Um, uh, I understand about Odyssey, though, is that um, they've been uh, seeing the success of the bigger open world games like The Witcher and that this is much more of a traditional RPG set in the Assassin's Creed universe. As I understand it, with no Danny Wallace. So, you know, these are all that should be on the box. <laughs> it should be on the box saying that they've got rid of that stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't I, it's, I, again, I've not I, I, I have only seen up to the the opening uh, cut scene, at which point we had to turn it off and put Spider-Man back on. Otherwise, Dexter, if he had seen that, wouldn't be able to sleep. But uh, yeah, very much looking forward to it. Oh, this is a tricky one to uh, to read out, actually, because the author of this Eurogamer piece, Tom Phillips, has written it from a personal point of view. So it says, <laughs> I've seen a few Game Boy phone cases out in the wild, which uh, people would realise then that we we're just reading out Eurogamer. So uh, we're in trouble. But um, Nintendo has patented a working Game Boy shell for your smartphone. Ooh. Now, uh, y- you can drop this now. Um, uh, what the... Patent is is for um, a Game Boy shaped case. Original Game Boy. Yes. Uh, you put your phone inside, and then it has physical buttons on it, which presumably are going to line up with an app on your phone, mm. so that through the little cut out window of the shape, you're going to be playing your Game Boy games again. So have you <laughs> queuing up now outside Amazon? Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, now there are some. I think people have tried this before unofficially. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, imagine that being able to play your old Game Boy games on your phone, Steve. Yeah, I'm probably in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know they've got us, haven't they? That's good, isn't it? Yeah, that's good. All of these devices mimicking other devices and moving screens and playing things on different things. We're approaching a sort of singularity of video gaming. Maybe consoles are going to become a thing of the past. We're all going to be playing everything on our smartphones, plugging them in. I guess the Switch was the first step towards that, in a way. Yeah, but th- what they're still doing, and you know, everybody's realised now, is that actually we are going to buy slightly smaller versions of the things we used to own. Yeah, have you bought the arcade thing yet? The quarter-sized... <laughs> I haven't. No, I really do like the look of that Me one. What too. I didn't do... Uh, I've cancelled my pre-order for the SNK arcade cabinet. Oh, well done. Thank you very much. It's, the PlayStation co- uh, Classic, or whatever it's called, is uh, still open. Hmm. I haven't, I haven't ordered it yet. Okay. I, I would do. I'm trying to wait until. I want to know whether Prapper's going to be on there. Basically, right. I think it will. Oh, it must be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is a slightly different take on that, which is enabling you to play the old games on a format that you can already do, though not not officially. Um, but do it in a manner that would, uh, yeah, or, would go a lot closer to recreating. You know, rather than having to use a touch screen or 
uh, a, a Bluetooth controller, uh, which would make it feel much more like the old version. The question for me is that how on earth would they cater for the number of different sizes of phone, etc., that are out there? And I'd hope that this wouldn't just become an exclusive for an iPhone. Or... We won't cover it if it is. Yeah, okay, well, <laughs> well be warned then, <laughs> Nintendo. Is that it, or do we have one more? I've lost count. I mean, it feels like the longest news section we've ever done, which in many, which must be the best. Must be the best. Yeah, no, I think that's your lot, Steve. All right, thanks, Notan. One life left. Video game news with Anne Scantlebury. Listening to One Life Left on Residence 104.4 FM, the greatest radio station in the world, and a radio show about video games that's been going on for ages. <laughs> we are very lucky to be on Residence, aren't we? We are very much very so. Very grateful. In many ways. In many ways. Uh, yeah, we broadcast from London. We broadcast from San Francisco. We broadcast from Malmö. We broadcast from Nottingham. We broadcast from Brighton. And that's all the places <laughs> we broadcast. Are there any others? I don't think no, so. I think that's it. If you want us to broadcast <laughs> from, from your town or <laughs> metropolis, uh, get in touch with us. Email us at... Where is she? Oh, oh I'll do it. All right. You Team do. at onelifeleft.com. Should we do the letters? Yeah. Let's do the letters. Oh, that's loud. Thanks very much for your letters and your tweets this Mm. week, actually. We got one. uh, I'll start with the tweets uh, over the uh, letters theme. Chris Boers um, tweeted, 
Hi guys, I just listened to your podcast, really enjoyed it. I was wondering, is your scoring system for reviews something of a running joke? I've listened to a few episodes now, but every game seems to get 7 out of 10 rating. Maybe I'm missing something. And yes, you can use this as a letter for the show. Thanks, Chris. Steve, is it a a joke? (laughs) I think, as you've discovered from the show so far, we have a very... (laughs) A very loose definition of joke. Um, um, Chris, I'd suggest you listen to a few more. Uh, Find out if it's funny. Yep. And let us know. <laughs> Maybe draw us a graph. Yeah. Like, just uh, see see what you can find out about our, our scoring policy. It came from David McCarthy's feature, didn't it? Back in the early days. He used to give everything 7 out of 10, didn't he? he used to, when he used to phone a feature in. No? Am I misremembering? Are you... Know, it's too long ago it for us to. I'm sure, I'm sure it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, all of our we would stand by every score we have given. Indeed, uh, on we this would. Radio show. Yeah, in fact, we're aiming to do. We're going to kickstart a book <laughs> of uh, scores. We did try. We did actually. I think someone might have made it for us. Uh, we had a One Life Left review app where you could go into any game store, scan a barcode, and it would tell you what One Life Excellent. Left had given it. Excellent. Yeah, another one of our projects. Robert Wells writes, hello team, I took a train to Edinburgh over the weekend and I thought I'd use the journey time playing Mario Kart on my brand new Switch. Starting from the start, I bashed through 50cc Grand Prix mode without losing a single race. Yeah, alright. And it took me almost exactly the whole journey. I think we've all experienced Chrono Slip, as Parco calls it. We've all had that one more game and found Why does he call it Chrono Slip? I don't know, that's the first time I've heard of that. I mean, I've stopped paying attention to Parco, I have to say, (laughs) since he's gone all grown up. Oh, he might have gone rogue. Right. Uh, Um, Chrono Slip. For goodness sake. uh, We've all had that one more game and found ourselves at 4am wondering where the time went. But what simply took more time to do than you expected? Pip Pip says Robert. Uh, If I find myself these days, if something's taking too too much time, I stop doing it. Mm. Uh, so the answer currently is nothing. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm, I, I mean, this is going to be the problem in the review section. But I've sunk all of my time into uh, into, into the, the bridge. bridge still? still playing that. Yeah, it's beautiful, beautiful game, and so good at making time pass. And sometimes, Simon, all you want is for time to pass. <laughs> I know how you feel, Steve. <laughs> 24 minutes to go. Uh, are you, you going to read a letter out? Uh, sure, if I can move away from Twitter for a second. Uh, Chris Conroy? Yeah. Chris Conroy writes the unknown game at mixtape experience subject line. Dear team and crowdsourced SSG, hopefully. My multi-season arc with the ever-brilliant Checkpoints podcast continues. Episode 102 is with Christian Donlan, and it is very, very, very good. Everyone should listen to it straight after this show. One of the themes of that episode is genres and how the creation of genres has changed the games that we play. In the 8-bit days, where there were less design rules, fewer... Games were often strange and interesting experiments, and a C90 full of your friends' favourites was a trip into the unknown, especially without user manuals or tutorials to help the player. It'd be fun to experience games like this again, loading something up without knowing what to expect, being put in a world and having to work out the mechanics, controls, and in further theme and story before moving on to the next game and starting again. What's the modern mixtape experience? Is it an art form that's lost forever? Is that such a bad thing? Your pick and mix correspondent, Chris Conroy. 
Uh, places like this do exist. Look at Ichio. Yes, uh, I was going to say exactly that. Yeah, that's full of curiosities, many of which, or most of which, are free. And there's some really, really brilliant stuff there. And stuff that, you know, it's up to you whether you read the instructions or not. In which case, you know, if you don't, discovery is part of the point. But a lot of the games do use discovery as a mechanic. For me, discovery is often the joy of video games. I find... The one thing that puts me off these 60-hour epics, you know, Assassin's Creed and the like, is that I have to spend two or three hours getting into it, right? Learning the systems. But it isn't learning like discovering something new. It's learning their interpretation of game rules that have existed for, you know, at least 15 years in this form and many years before that in other forms. It's just not interesting. It is literally a process of learning stuff that I already know. If you go onto itch.io and download, you know, a random selection of games that you think just visually catch your eye, look interesting, um, the sort of learning you get when you boot one of those up and you're like, do people say boot one of those up? Stop. Yeah, let's say they let's do, say Steve. When you stick in one of those carts, <laughs> you put in the disc. Well, I bet a, a number of our listeners won't know what C90 was. No, true. Um, well, yeah, when you stick in that tape, the learning of uh, of putting in a random itch game and just trying it, seeing what the artist has done with that project, without knowing anything, really reminds me of that stuff that Chris is talking about. Glorious Trainwrecks is another brilliant site for exploring uh, weird, half-broken, half-finished, and gloriously odd uh, video games. Richard Stratton writes, Dear team and SSG, this weekend I played the delightful and joyous Lego City Undercover with my eight-year-old. It's GTA with Lego studs, co-op. Sorry, GTA with Lego studs, co-op, and a laugh-out-loud script. Seven out of ten. <laughs> with Legos. <laughs> Legos. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, but I'm not writing to tell you that. What I want to ask you relates to an unexpected piece of dialogue from a gangster who we had just bust out of prison in praising us Vinny the gangster rated our jailbreaking skills as 7 out of 10 not 6 or 8 but 7 such a precise rating leads me to think that the OLL's influence extends far and wide and all the way to developer TT Fusion's doorstep so OLL what other video games has the show inspired and which games do you claim or wish you had inspired keep up the great work well the script for Lego City Undercover was written by Graham Goring. Right. Which who we shared mm-hmm. a stage with. We did. At uh, One Laugh Left in Nottingham, where we all enjoyed some stand-up comedy mm-hmm. from ourselves. And now, uh, I'm not saying that that's where he got that joke from. But we have very you, few jokes. <laughs> you draw, we could phone up the lawyer uh, and <laughs> ask him what our recourse may be. But it feels too much of a coincidence yep. to put that down to a coincidence, doesn't yep. it? It's true. That always reminds me, that phrasing uh, always reminds me of 15 years ago when me and David McCarthy were playing um, World of Warcraft. And we found a character in the world called Curran Steel. Yeah. And I said to David and I still have a screenshot of the chat log of this that can't be a coincidence and David replied it is literally a coincidence <laughs> that is what a coincidence is uh, we've, we've, we've got a, we've had a small part in one of Dan Marshall's games we haven't have, yeah. we one of them uh, one of them yep no more <laughs> he's <laughs> made that mistake that, well, um, uh, we were in Behold Kick Men and our names are yeah. in the Swindle I believe hmm I just did that thing where you go up in the air. I don't know why. It was going to be in a cricket game and then I think it got cancelled. Good. <laughs> Lawrence, right, one more letter. Lawrence Weir writes, Hi team and maybe SSG. More than ever, people are t- taking old games and re-releasing them on current consoles or Steam. With movies, there are stories of how film prints were lost in time 
due to the degradation and fire. Uh, and so are now gone for good. However, most important films have been found digitised and restored. Are we heading in a similar path with video games? I would not expect or want a re-release of Nightmare on the Commodore 64. However, every game of commendation or notoriety seems to be or becoming available to play in some way today. How do you feel about some games just being lost forever? And are there some classics which you feel should be in the list for re-releasing? Love the show. Lawrence sent for my iPhone. Well, I think one of the things that's related to the streaming services, I've seen at least one that's all about streaming retro games uh classic amiga titles and oh, stuff yeah, yeah. and uh, i think i suppose this this again comes to the thing about a single screen just running all of your video games um although whether we'll own any of them or just pay a subscription fee to visit these memories again uh, there is that phrasing as well, never go back, which I think is often well, true. Yeah, I was about to ask whether um, any games you found have stood the test of time when you have played them again. I, I go back to the BBC Micro's Exile semi-regularly mm-hmm. because I loved it so much when I was a kid and uh, I still feel a great deal of affection for it now. It still feels pretty good to uh, fly the little character around the world and play with the physics but I think that's because it was ahead of its time in many ways it was the first game uh, to my mind to use physics in that way as a kind of evolving uh, almost uh, you can generate your own solutions to puzzles using the physics and the items in the game so I think that stands up and also I never completed it as a kid and still haven't completed it I keep going back to it I still can't do it we'll never look at a walkthrough um, yeah, so that one I go back to. Okay. There's other platformers that I go back to that are a little less tidy that I find much more frustrating these days. We've all been coddled a little bit since the days of uh, you know Super Mario World and Sonic, which I find much more difficult these days. Too hard for me. Mm. Never look back, stuff. but keep buying smaller versions of them. That's what I say. I played a Chucky Egg recently. Right. Still got it still pretty good at it okay uh, that, that feels good as right. well it's quite like bouncy donkey kong very very fiddly very very hard never going to be the next billy mitchell well except for in some <laughs> some respects uh is that it that's it that's it any letters you can fire them off to team at one life left.com
This is My Life is a Triathlon and I'm the slowest kid on the playground feet dripped by Solar Barrett from chipmusic.org earlier in the show. Uh, you heard a song by Clam and the title of that I think was Sub-Zero it was. There we go. Good. Music. Uh, you'll see One Life Left on One Life Left's radio station <laughs> which good, is Resonance 104.4 FM and we would never leave. It's... <laughs> never leave uh they're the best radio station in the world so if you have any offers to transfer us don't bother don't bother although you know send it in just so we can <laughs> just so, so we, we can, can dismiss it <laughs> yeah. or not or, or. <laughs> just be good to know <laughs> it wouldn't it wouldn't, it wouldn't <laughs> no uh so are we uh shall we do the reviews yes we should yes keeping keeping in mind i don't have anything to review Simon, what have you been playing? It's, it's handy that, Steve, isn't it, that you've uh, not played anything new for about four weeks, particularly in this, the show, where we've got no content. I really... I'm, I'm scrolling through my phone, desperate... Oh, I've got something. Okay. Yes. Uh, I've been playing Final Fantasy XV Pocket Edition what? HD. What? Yeah. Uh, it was stealth launched, or surprise launched, uh, during the last Nintendo Direct a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Um, and it is Final, Final Fantasy XV, uh, but with all, without so all... So is that the one with the boys and their road trip? Yeah. Is that right? But it cuts all the road trip out, oh. effectively. So it's just the boys? Oh, I've not played... I'm in. Um, I've not played Final Fantasy XV. Uh, you know, it's, and that's not through lack of interest, although I guess it ultimately is. <laughs> um... Uh, but I quite what I'd heard about Final Fantasy XV is that uh, sorry, H Pocket Edition HD uh, was that the Pocket Edition was what they released for mobile phones. It was episodic, and uh, what they did was they stripped out the open world stuff, and so it was a much more streamlined uh, version of Final Fantasy XV. So I understand that the key beats were identical, uh, and that many of the mechanics were the same, but you didn't get any of the fluff. Yeah, right. I knew what's um different uh look and feel, so much more like the classic Final Fantasies uh, mm. polygonal, polygonal characters, such such. I was quite enjoying it. So it was um forty percent off during launch week, Steve. Wow. I know I thought I'd be an idiot not to buy that then, even if I never played it. Um so I bought it and then I finally got around to playing it this week. Now um yeah, I, it was all right initially. In that I was finding it quite easy, um, uh, and I was going. You know, it was it was uh, very much go from there to here to here. It's it's absolutely holding your hand all the way through. But you know, it looks nice, sounds nice, and um, the combat mechanics were getting you know uh, incrementally more um, advanced or more complicated. You could do more stuff with them, and I was going, oh, this is pretty good. And then all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, something happened with it. Uh, within the last 20 minutes where uh, I go, okay, I don't understand what's going on anymore. And it's not that I've stopped playing it or anything like that. I just completely lost what's happening. And then I, I stumbled across a boss and died and it wiped everybody out without oh. me. And I was like, okay, oh, well, if that's that, then I'm not going to play it. The weirdest thing about it, though, was that, um, in, so having not played the full game, I don't know whether this is part of this, but um, I guess what they've tried to do in this pocket edition is keep this sense of camaraderie between the lads together. And so during fights or or what have you as you're going around they'll pop up with random bits of dialogue and it's so <laughs> out of place uh, I, I wrote some down for you um, under the headline uh, Final Fantasy 15 nonsense um, I was fighting and then uh, this was an exchange between two characters Okay. Uh, where one says that was hard fought I wouldn't say that 
rely on your friends more. What do you mean? You'll understand in time. Oh. And there's all this all wittering going yeah. on as you're playing. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, yeah, all right. So, I mean, I don't know. I got about three hours out of it. But right. I thought, well, how much did you pay for it at 40% off? £15. Okay, three hours, fifteen pounds. Five I, pound I, hour. Yeah, I think it's. But I mean, out of, from what I've got, are you out going of back it, to it? I'm not going back. I've okay. decided that no, yeah, that's yeah. it. I'm not going to play any more of it. Fair enough. Seven out of ten. Cool. Um, I have a couple of games on my phone that I've played over the last month. One is Data Wing. Okay. Have you heard of Data Wing? I think I have. So I hadn't, and then I looked at all of the sort of reviews, and it was so highly recommended. I was like, well, I've got to pick this thing up. It's a it's a racing game uh, using touch controls and using uh, very, very minimal, I would guess, how would you describe it? Almost neon in a... You're inside a computer. Okay. That's how I'd describe it. Right. Post-Tron visuals. Mm-hmm. Um, in Data Wing, you play, I think, a part of the computer, and you're racing around. It's a single-player game, and you're racing around delivering data, which essentially means uh, left, right to... It's top-down, so left, right to rotate, left and right. Uh, automatic acceleration, and you just got to go as fast as you can around this course. Sometimes you're racing uh, a number of laps, sometimes you're trying to beat a time, sometimes you're trying to beat other players... Um, it's really, really polished, and it's got a really nice mechanic, which I like, which is the closer you go to the edge, or if you graze the edge, then you mm-hmm. get a kind of boost. So the, it's got a brilliant, simplistic risk-reward thing. you basically got to surf the edges of the levels, uh, and that makes you faster. Okay. It's kind of... Um, su- it feels super organic, that racing method. Simple, so perfect for mobile phones. Uh, and also really, really fully finished and featured for what seems to be completely free video game. Right. There's no intrusive ads. In fact, I've not even noticed any ads at all, I think. It's going the, on. The dialogue's really nice in it. It's, looks very, very pretty. It's a perfect example of a kind mobile phone project. 7 out of 10. How did you hear of this game? I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't remember. Now, I think maybe I was looking on the Play Store or someone recommended it. It might don't know. No right. idea. The other thing I heard of on Twitter uh, from friend of the show, Reagan Burns, one of the developers of my favourite platformer ever, N++. Uh, Reagan is often, how would I describe him, principled. Principled on Twitter, uh, which sometimes can come across as grumpy, and he was being mean about match three games generally. Okay. And I quite like a good match three game. What's your favourite? Interesting. Uh... Zookeeper. I love I love Good Zookeeper. Yeah. yeah, strong, strong game. Mm. But you know, like a bit of bejeweled and uh, even a bit of Candy Crush can be pleasant. We're not snobs. No. Quite the opposite. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Sp- spawn. <laughs> yeah, we're spawns. <laughs> um, it's opposite, the same as backwards. That's, uh, that's the thing that's been bugging me since the start of the show. Hmm. I'd argue not. I'd accept that argument <laughs> grudgingly. Uh, so, uh, six match. Uh, what did I call it? I forgot what it's called now. Six match uh, is a game by Aaron Steed. Right, that uh, sounds better than any match yeah. three. He's he's one of the uh, one of the developers developers, uh, and it's a match three game, uh, which has a has a gimmick, which is that you are moving one block 
through a match three thing and as you move through a match three grid you, you obviously swap with another thing and that's how you match the three things but your number of moves is limited you've got to match someone match three every six turns as you move through the grid yeah. which i think is brilliant like super super clever uh different tokens do different things sometimes you're sliding whole rows sometimes you have to break things out of little prisons um it's really really beautifully executed simple idea done well and it's free uh, you can pay to you do watch ads in that and you can pay to remove them 7 out of 10 <laughs> <laughs> you've given all the games 7 out of 10 is well, that a joke just a coincidence right. uh, big fan of coincidences should we have a piece of music yes. and then shut down the show Since one life left on Resonance 104.4 FM, this is Amateur LSDJ. It's called Impact and it's from chipmusic.org. It's brilliant, like all of the music we've played today on the show. Simon, do we have any other business? We have no further business, Steve, which I appreciate is not what you wanted to hear with um, a minute and a half remaining. No, we do have other business because it's Marioki next Friday. This Friday. Is it? 
Um, that That's taken me slightly by surprise because I'm off to Los Angeles for another Marioki gig Whoa. this Wednesday. Okay. Wow. They come around fast, don't they? Do, they do, and then we're back on, uh, flying back on Thursday to land on Friday, straight off to loading. Right. So that could go incredibly wow, poorly. Wow, best of luck with that. Yeah, um, so that's one piece of other business. Other than that, I think we're We got there, done. didn't we? We got there. We got through it, Steve. Um, thanks for coming on the show. Where can people follow you on Twitter? Uh, you can follow me at Steers here okay. on Twitter. Don't advise it. Uh, what about you? Uh, I'm at Byronic Man on Twitter. Uh, I would also not advise it. Scanters is at Scanters at Twitter, and you should follow her. Very uh, interesting. Because she's exceptional. All right, uh, we've been One Life Left. Thanks we for will be back next week. Until then, See you. goodbye! Bye. Bye.